I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager here at Alps, and welcome to another episode of Alps In Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. I had uh, some things happen this week that got me thinking, and so I want to tell some stories and and share uh, some insights or just um, responses, I guess, to to things that have been going on. I want to start out with a story that goes back uh, goes back a few years. Some time ago, my wife and I attended a uh, a weekend family get together out in California. Beautiful uh, home that could put up a whole bunch of us, and then uh, some others stayed in, in nearby hotels. But it was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. One evening. Uh, the, the extended family, you know, is all gathered around uh, a huge table and the other people outside in the hot tub and people on the beach walking things. But there was a, a nice group around this big table. And uh, one of the young uh, grandchildren there uh, was quite a fan of Frozen. And she just was so proud of herself. And, and we all got to talking and she, she had memorized the song, and I'm sure many of you are aware of the song or have heard of it, called Let It Go. And uh, she wanted to sing for all of us, and everybody's all excited. <laughs> she she climbs up and is standing on the, in the sort of the center of this table, and she just starts belting out, let it go. And she gets through the first verse, and we're all just, you know, hooting and hollering, and this is great. And she just says, well, stop, stop, stop. I'm not done yet. And she just launches into the next verse. And we're all kind of looking around, you know. And, and she just keeps going. She's going to sing the whole darn song. And, you know, as you near the end, you, it, it becomes abundantly clear. There are more than a few people that are very impatient, ready for this to be over. Oh, my gosh, it's almost painful. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself and sort of smiling. I see people <laughs> really aren't listening to what she's, she's saying, you know. I think there's some wisdom here. Let it go. It's a little girl enjoying, trying to entertain, and just so proud of herself. We all can certainly get through a few more minutes of listening to her sing and just have it. A nice, wonderful evening. In spite of that, <laughs> so uh, that 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 was just a fun memory. But it's relevant to uh, to some other things that have happened, and, and again, just things I've been thinking about. I also uh, recently listened to a presentation uh, on forgiveness, and I must say it was one of the more uh, powerful is a word that comes to mind, but uh, it just a, a presentation that really struck home for me in, in a variety of ways. One of the things that I very much appreciated and, and thought was just well done, the presenter was talking about, you know, that, that you know, people are at times... Uh, wronged by others. Uh, People are sometimes betrayed by others, hurt by others. And he wanted to sort of give a visual to this uh, in terms of how this impacts us individually. Uh, When we 
hold on to these types of feelings, uh, feelings of betrayal, hurt, you know, all of that. And so he had two people come up and he put them, you know, together, handcuffed them together. And he says, you know, so you, you have a bad relationship. You know, one person will be the person that was perhaps betrayed in the relationship and the other person handcuffed is, you know, together here is the person who betrayed the, the first person. So you say, okay, I'm going to exit the relationship and move on, you know, get a divorce, whatever it might be, you know, uh, and, but as, as the person walks away from the relationship, you know, they're still handcuffed together. Now, obviously the, 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 the person that truly betrayed, you know, doesn't come along everything, but, but the baggage, if you will, is still there. There's still this attachment because there's been no forgiveness. You might be in a situation, perhaps uh, an associate has uh, a problem <laughs> with a partner and has been wronged or uh, is constantly hurt and belittled. You know, there's just a very unhealthy relationship. And, and uh, you know, an associate just, I've had enough. I'm quitting. I'm out of here. And, and, you, and you go and you start another job at another firm. And you're all excited. But there's some behaviors with a new partner that remind you of, of things your partner has done. And you start to immediately have all of this sort of baggage come back up, right? Because the handcuffs are still there. We're, we're still bound. Um, you want to release those handcuffs. You want to, to take them off. And that can be done through forgiveness. Now, I can appreciate that some might say, well, you know, that, that forgiveness doesn't always work for me as a term. I, you know, I let it go. Just let it go. We need to move past these kinds of things. Why do I want to raise this and, and talk about this? Well, for one, it's a wellness issue for me. You know, we do need to learn how to, to deal with problems um, that, that come up in life with, with, with situations where we've been wronged. These can be, obviously, personal relationships. Uh, and let's talk about that for a second. Well, wh what, what does it matter if, you know, what's this got to do with risk management and the practice of law? Come on, guys, think about it. You know, if, if, if something is way out of whack and not right in your personal life, unless you are extraordinarily good at walling all of that off, it's going to impact all the other aspects of your life. And, and I don't think anybody is truly, really good at walling things off. That's why some people drink. That's why some people abuse prescription medications. We can get depressed. You know, if we don't deal with the baggage in our personal lives, and obviously in our professional lives as well as lawyers, we're going to have wellness issues because we are unwell. The baggage has not 
been addressed, right? So I, I see this, you know, that, that start to get a, wrap our heads around this a little bit, you know, it's what types of relationships, you know, so again, it, it can be um, a spouse, you know, a, a betrayal, somebody has an affair. Um, it, it could be things aren't working well with a child, all kinds of things are being said. It's just very, very nasty. Uh, it can be a partner. It can be a client, opposing counsel, a judge, you know, that we can't help but be in relationship with others because we're human. And then when we're, when we're working and providing professional services and, and working as a lawyer, you know, there's going to be all kinds of relationships that, that we're involved in. So I really want to share, you know, if, if you find yourself focusing, holding on to um, the, the consequences of problematic relationships, I strongly encourage you to look at the possibility of forgiving as a way to move on. You know, and I, at times you will find some people say, well, you know, I just, I don't want to let this go. I've been wrong. And, and it, it, there's all sorts of things that can go on here. You kind of hang on to it. I, honestly, I, I think at times it's almost we, we want to be a victim and, and we sit and say, you know, you carry this. And, and, and you, you sit and say, well, put it this way. If, if, do you honestly think day in and day out, year after year, the person who wronged you, for lack of a better description, is spending all their time thinking about you? Come on. They're not. It's you that is hanging on to all of this. And why in the world would you give someone else that kind of power to impact your life. Oh my gosh. You know, that, that's, that's crazy. So I, I encourage you to think about taking off those handcuffs. Okay? Again, the failure to do so can lead to depression, addiction, uh, or any, you know, alcoholism. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on here. So there's this wellness piece. Let me also share, you know, uh, for those of you that have listened to some of my other other podcasts, you know, it's been, uh, oh boy, a year and a quarter now, maybe a little more, (laughs) coming up in a year and a half, that uh, we have, have moved to Florida and love it down here. Really, really do. Well, last night I was out uh, playing tennis and um, driving home, and uh, it was a very busy, uh, you know, six-lane road, you know, three in each direction, um, that is sort of a center uh, thoroughfare to to get back to the house from from, uh, the the tennis uh, facility. And uh, it was at a dead standstill. Long story short, the entire road in both directions was closed. Uh, ended up being closed for hours uh, due to a very, very serious crash. Um, two helicopters actually had to come in and land and uh, for a life flight. I mean, this, this really was not good. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, too, and I would just say this has been my experience and a lot of others that, that moved down here. 
could talk about, boy, there's some crazy drivers here in Florida. And there really are. You, you see a lot of road rage. And, you know, it's just, it, it's another example of, you know, why do people experience road rage? I think of a lot of it, 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 it comes on very fast. I've been wronged and I'm just, you know, and I got to get even and that son of a gun, you know, cut me off and just, you know, and we just get, life is too short. I saw the helicopters go up and by the time you just kind of have to work your way through, it took me two and a half hours to, to go less than a mile to, to get to where the accident was still being investigated and whatnot. They, just so much traffic, they're trying to get around. It's a long story, I won't bore you with all that. But, you know, one entire car was, the entire roof was cut off with tools. I mean, they, they had to remove the entire roof of the car to get three victims out of the car. It was that bad. Uh, one I've since learned has died uh, overnight. Life is too short. You know, it's, it's hard at times. I will readily admit that, boy, I can at times when somebody cuts me off and, you know, I'm in a hurry or whatever it is, and you just want to, you know, tailgate or do, you know, just, just play games. But I also don't want to be the guy that, that's dead because of it. So I'm learning, and I've been doing this for a while down here, learning to let it go, learning to make a different decision. And I think that's, that's a very, very positive thing. Now, we could also take this a little bit further and, and talk about civility in the practice of law. And, you know, I, I've talked uh, about this, written about it off and on over the years. And, and for me, it's a tough topic to talk about. You know, you could sit here and say, well, is there this ethical duty? You know, do we all have to be civil? And, and honestly, I think the answer to that is no. It, it's certainly something that we should all strive to be and to, to do or to, to practice. And it can be very, very difficult. But, you know, again, I, I start to think, I had an interesting call, uh, actually just today, uh, where a, a lawyer uh, who has uh, done a lot of guardian ad litem work uh, and was involved in a, a divorce situation and representing, you know, a child here and had to make that a very difficult decision, you know, um, where does this child go in terms of mom or dad? And, 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 and a good decision was made. I, you know, it's, I, I accept that at, at face value. But what happened here is the parent that ended up not getting the child is an extraordinarily aggressive and apparently has a lot of time on his hands uh, person and is really just doing everything in his power to destroy the professional reputation of this particular lawyer. Uh, you know, a lot of online negative reviews, uh, making all kinds of things up, uh, but unfortunately, too, very well spoken. And there's just a lot of stuff. And this is hurting. This is hurting. Okay, I understand that. And you know, talking to the lawyer, the lawyer just absolutely wants to defend herself. Um, this is not right. And she's right. 
it is not right. But as we talk, one of the things, you know, they're all the confidentiality rules and, you know, and I get, are we in an attorney-client relationship here? And that's, that's a conversation for another day. But I, I, I sit and I look at this and I say, you know, there are some things that you can do here. But one of my cautions to you is to not engage, to not be pulled into this to not allow someone else to have this kind of power over you, you are not going to win in a public battle. All you're going to do is elevate and create a much larger viewing audience, if, if you will, of, of this public debate. You know, you need to take a higher road. Now, there's certainly things you can do. Reputation management services is just as an example. Um, but I, I would not get into the battle. Let it go. Forgive. I honestly believe that that mindset, that change in mindset in and of itself will enable a perspective, a different perspective that will allow different types of responses, more effective types of responses to, to come into play or to, if, if nothing else, to at least come into your vision. You know, you, you can think about that. Be civil, you know, because other people are going to judge, are going to make their own conclusions, prospective clients, based on how you respond to this. You know, they're, they're looking to say, this lawyer can't take a little heat. Oh my gosh. I don't want to hire her. You know, I, so you can see, you know, it's, we, we have to look at the bigger picture. Think about situations where, you know, depositions, opposing counsel, for lack of a better description, is, um, using all kinds of vulgarities and insulting you and, and going on and on. You know, it's, it's only, it, it can be tempting to go into this road rage kind of thing, if you will, sort of as an analogy. But if it happens over and over again, or a, a particular judge just it doesn't work, you know, after a while, it can really start to eat at you and, and really, you know, get, get kind of rough. It's tempting to either just feel sorry about yourself and, and go into this sort of victimization kind of mindset and, and just, you know, but what, what I do about it, I don't know. This is just too much, et cetera, and we run. But again, you're going to take the baggage with you. You're going to take the baggage. Another option is, you know, and you'll see this at times, and how do I put this nicely? Um, the decision is made to get into a, a pointless dispute it, it, it's it's just well if you're going to swear at me i'm going to swear at you and we you know get into that contest you know where i'm going with that one but what what are clients thinking how is anyone in terms of their matter how, how does that help it doesn't it just elevates it, it deteriorates it does all kinds of things to relationships and most importantly to you Learn to forgive. Learn to let it go. Be 
a professional. I truly believe deep in my heart that these kinds of choices are extraordinarily powerful choices. And I believe that because it's something I have tried to practice and learn and have been working on, oh my gosh, for years and years. I mean, decades. Am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. I don't know that anybody ever will be. But I do believe in the value of it. The older I get, you know, I I don't want to keep pressure, if you will, stress uh, on my heart. You know, not I have a healthy heart. You know, I go play tennis, I ride bikes, you know, I eat right, do things. But you know, stress isn't good. So I and and you know, and I, we live in a fifty-five plus community down here. Honestly, absolutely love it. Best decision we have ever made. Lots of friends. Um, just it's it's just it's been a good decision. But I also see, you know, there are, is a what I would call a minority group here, and I suspect this is not unique to to communities of you know sort of more retirement communities. Because you're going to see it a bit more uh, of of people that are constantly under high stress, refuse, or perhaps are incapable. Uh, I don't, you know, I, th- I think that's by choice, but, you know, over time, maybe it gets, a, it gets to be a habit of letting things go. And these folks are some of the most miserable, unhealthy people I've seen. And you, you just, it, it, it's, it's crazy. So I'm going to sort of close and, and just say, I, I don't want that for me, and I don't want that for you. Life is too short. Learn to forgive. Learn, as this wonderful, sweet, young little girl standing on a table sang and belted out so beautifully, learn to let it go. You'll be better for it, and so will the relationships you have, both professionally and personally. So that's it for me. I hope you found something of value in today's uh, episode. Stay safe out there, folks. And if uh, you have any um, questions, concerns on this topic or any other topic, please don't hesitate to reach out anytime. I'm not a risk manager for Alps. I am your risk manager. I'm hired by Alps to manage the risk of, of our profession at large. It doesn't cost a dime to talk with me, so feel free. My email address is mbass, M-B-A-S-S, at alpsinsurance, one word, alpsinsurance.com. That's it all. Bye-bye.